Congratulations! You found it! The most inappropriate book club you never knew you were missing. Starring the original book divas, Martha Steele, Vonnie Golden, and Nicole Shaded. Also featuring book nerd, Jessica Butcher. And special guest, Alyssa Mann, the queen of romance. These people are passionate about books, maybe a little too passionate. Plotting world domination, one book at a time, they are three book girls. Okay, so I found something great this week. What? They have a dating side solely for people with dogs. And they have a special place for you to put the pictures of your dog so you can pick your person completely on what kind of dog or what their dog is or by looking at their dog. So you you don't look at the guy. Well, I mean, there are pictures on there too, but I mean, I'm just looking at the dogs. It's like <laughs> Pongo and Perdita. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what that is. 101 Dalmatians. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Gotcha. They I... fell in love and then... Their owners fell in love. <laughs> it's so cute. Have you not seen 101 Dalmatians? Yeah, like have you five not million, seen that? Five million years ago. Yeah. They get tangled up in the, they tangle them up with the leashes. It's cute. It's like uh-huh. the spaghetti and meatball thing yeah. from Waiting the Tramp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. real life one is good too because Glenn Close is truly evil. Yeah. yeah. It's her greatest she did, role. She did a it great was job. Good, but I don't, I don't focus on that stuff. You guys are always, you remember names and shit. And I'm just like, yep, yeah, saw that five million years ago. There are no files left in there about that. <laughs> the files have been wiped out along with my. Uh, motherhood of a small child phase. It's gone. Now it's gone. It'll, it'll come back. There. I'll be able to retrieve it about the time I get grandchildren, maybe 10 years from now. Oh. It'll just mysteriously <laughs> pop up out of nowhere and I'll remember everything. <laughs> no, I'm serious. It's, it's like when you become a mother, all of a sudden you can remember the, the words to all the songs that your mother sang to you when you were a baby. Mm-hmm. It's It's remarkable. You never think about that stuff. It never enters into your mind. And then all of a sudden you see that baby and it's like, you know, all the words and you have all this weird crap come up. It's strange. That is super. You two would never know that, but it, it really is a thing. (laughs) No, I do that with my nieces. I sing the Aladdin theme song to her all the time. No, I'm talking about the stuff your mom sang to you. Nothing. The one, two, buckle my shoe thing. Oh, all the time. You're still pretty Um, young, so. Well, the songs that I remember from my childhood wasn't necessarily the ones that were sung to me. It was the ones that played on the jukebox at the bar. (laughs) So, like, I know all the words to to Nobody and Sweet Dreams are made of these. And let's see, what else was popular in the the, uh, 80s? I've just got (laughs) the Blues Brothers soundtrack. That's the song that, those are the songs that I remember from when I was uh-huh. a child. We discussed this one well, time when we were in the car together. Just the Blues Brothers soundtrack. Yeah, I really did there. have an old mother, I guess, back in the olden days when people actually sang, you know. I'm like, sure my mom sang to me. I just don't yeah, remember. Yeah. You might when you have a child, if you ever have a child. I will not. Oh, Beautiful Dreamer. That's the other thing. Bing See? Cosby. Yep. See? Now you, it was kind of coming back, but it's weird how when <clears throat> when you got that baby in your arms and you have that. I don't know, that Zen mama thing going. Mm-hmm. It's weird. It's like magic. It's weird. I got spit up on today, so there's that. Oh, yeah. I mean, not everybody sings Baby Got Back to Their Baby when you're <laughs> rocking them. No, that's just friends. <laughs> Ross and Rachel. <laughs> just checking. Yeah. <clears throat> so, back to the dog thing. I'm sorry. I totally got us off topic Have you there. found any... Wait. So, what kind of dog indicates the kind of man you want? I don't know. I Golden like, Retrievers, I like all of the Dalmatians, any dog. Algorithm. I would say <laughs> so. No. This isn't helping you really. You just probably not. I, uh, I would say not. Not, not a. Uh, the only ones eliminated are the ones that don't have pictures of their dog. What's What's that uh, kind of dog that uh, a Doberman Pinscher? They had one that had Doberman Pinschers, and they were adorable. I love Doberman Pinschers. One of that them was makes all me like, think like, of really mean German guys. <laughs> That's I know. Super it is profiling. Specific. It is profiling. That's, that's profiling, man. Rottweilers, pit bulls, German shepherds. German shepherds, <laughs> the mean dogs. Dalmatians are mean. German shepherds aren't always mean. Have you ever seen? They're called cane corsos. They're terrifying. They're big, black, beefy dogs. They like make pit bulls look little. Mm. They're terrifying looking. I've seen pictures of those. 
See, guys I who lo- like mean dogs, those big mean attack dog types, scare the fuck out of me. I'll admit it. <laughs> I'll admit it. So I would probably, if I had to pick a dog mm-hmm. without seeing the guy, I would never pick one of those. Go for the Chihuahua, dude. No, I hate Chihuahuas she too. So definitely so would not. Much. I really hate Chihuahuas. They had one that had like a that's little a scary looking one. fucking dog. Let me see. He, it looks like it wants to murder me. It does look it's like it huge. wants to murder. It's got murder eyes. It's massive. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not. It doesn't have murder it's eyes. It's got murder eyes. You're not close enough to the picture. <laughs> well, Jesus Christ! Aww. He's cute. The puppy is. I'm sorry. Aww. I'm going to have to take a little break here just to cool off because that scares me. We're going to scary dog. Yeah, Here's one with the Rottweiler. What about that? Oh, there's my. I already said Rottweiler. <laughs> you don't like the Rottweilers? No, I'm not saying I don't like them. The I'm saying Rottweilers. <laughs> I'm saying that that it brings forth that image for me. So if I had to pick a guy based solely on his dog, I would never pick a guy who picks a dog like that. Hmm. I'd probably Just pick in a the guy same with a pit way, ball. in the same way, I would never pick a guy who drives a truck that has jacked up wheels and a Trump sticker on the back. Wow, you're not going to date anyone at my work then. You're why, right. Are, <laughs> why are you putting those kind of dogs like well, in it, that category? It just has to do with um, those are my kind image, of dogs, and image. I will never drive a jacked up trunk truck with a trump sticker on it like i'm saying jacked up truck but not with a trump sticker i'm just saying that you get an impression based on your own um, your own experience for me it's hard to get into i i am profiling a little bit but if i was going to pick a guy based solely on his dog i'd probably pick a guy who had a mutt i feel like those guys probably actually have bird dogs you know like a shelter dog well, there was one a, on here that a had goofy a looking rescue fucker. dog. I want it was a, go- a rescue pit bull. I want a goofy looking fucker. I don't want a mean looking dog. You don't like what my about- dog. Oh, I my like dog. your dog. But oh, my dog is mean. She doesn't look mean, <laughs> She's though. She's such a bitch. She doesn't look mean. But she looks very sweet. She does. She looks a little goofy. She's got those legs that are too big for her and a yeah. tail that doesn't belong kinda, to her I breed. I like a goofy looking dog. Goofy looking dog. Even She's if a it's weirdo. A, even if a goofy looking dog is an asshole. Here's a guy that has an English bulldog. How about that? Oh. Uh, nah. No English bulldogs. No, they snore, so I'd never get any sleep. So does Echo. I, like I said, yeah, never I wouldn't get, get any sleep with Echo either. <laughs> Truth. <laughs> I don't know. I, everybody has their own thing when it comes to dogs. It's all based on your personal um, experience with dogs. I was chased by a German Shepherd when I was a kid. Oh. So they frightened me. It's just a thing. My neighbor's dogs chased me while I was running the other day. I had to call my grandma to come get me because I couldn't run back past him to get to my see? house. This, it's oh, no. terrifying, isn't it? It's what what kind of dog? Awful. What kind of dog? Mixed breeds. I think one's like a golden retriever mix and one's like a lab pit so, bull mix so probably a, so it was a pack of dogs just chasing you. it was not fun mm. <laughs> i called my grandma i was like please go get me i can't run back past I'm them scared. <laughs> here's a guy with some goofy looking dogs if a guy if a guy gets a goofy looking shelter dog you gotta love that guy the dog's names is doopy moose and juju yes <laughs> that's my guy i haven't even seen his picture and i already know he's my guy <laughs> That goofy dog. Oh, <laughs> it See? looks like it's got bangs. He's so cute. It looks like me on a bad hair day. Oh, <laughs> Noah, that looks like me on a bad hair day. <laughs> it's got blonde, a blonde bob. Oh, it's so cute. <laughs> Whoever this guy is, if you're listening, your dogs are great. <laughs> <laughs> she gave the names of the dogs. So, yeah. I don't know what the guy's name is, just the dogs. Um, I want to date you because I've seen your dogs. Um, I gave him a like. Did you? (laughs) (laughs) So what's the name of this illustrious dating site for people's dogs? Uh, Dig. Dig? Dig. I think it's, I mean, Dig is what it comes up. You sound super certain. Well, I was trying to remember what I Googled to find it. I did not think she said Dig the first time. And I was like, well, that's suggestive. (laughs) (laughs) What did she, I thought she said Dick. Oh, I was like, <laughs> I was like, huh. well, that's <laughs> what does that have to do with dogs? Dick, I kind of like that. The dating, you site. know, a dating site for women who definitely know what they want. <laughs> I like it. It's straight. It's to the point. 
Well, they're not always straight. Sometimes they're a little curved. It's just sidewinder. Speaking of, okay, now we get it. I got her. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, now listen. There's this show on Netflix called I think it's called Sex Ed. Or sex, sex education. Is that the one with, seen it? with Gillian Anderson? Because I want to yes. see it. Yes. No, I want to see it. I am obsessed with that right now. It is hilarious. <laughs> These British people actually talk about, I mean, they know the parts of a woman's body and they talk about it in school. <laughs> I mean, people around here are so freaking scandalized about anything. You can't talk about anything and all the kids grow up being ignorant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why men can't find the clitoris on a fucking map. <laughs> can't even now. I'm thinking like, did I have sex education when I moved I here? I didn't. No, I don't think most, I did. Most of the American schools do not offer it. In fact, they call the freaking principal if there's even a whiff of anything sexual going on. Yeah, I we know. Did. You can't even you can't you can't and even this, hug your friends in yeah. public school. And in this um, in this one episode, they're sitting there in class and they're they've got a chart of a woman's naked bits. And they're labeling the different parts of the woman's. No one can see you this, but Martha's just like making like hand she, she doesn't want to say the word. Vagina. No, I'm you trying can to say find, vagina on no, here. No, but it's, it's not okay. just a vagina, which is why I didn't say that. It's all the bits. It's got the all urethra. The bits is the vulva. Oh, it's got all of it. All of it. The it's whole the, like the friends episode. The labia, the, the clitoris. Thing. The... She's got her legs spread in the black and white thing, and it's all that. Yep. Totally, I think her butthole might even be on there. I don't know. I think it might be. Right, the seven erogenous zones. Yeah, I still want to see the picture that she drew. (laughs) One, two, three, seven, 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 seven. I'm I'm lost here. Watch Friends. It's probably probably the best episode of Friends. I'm sure I've seen it, but once again, you know, it's the second funniest episode. I love at the very end where she like runs over and she's got like the bed head going on. She just hugs him. Thank you. Hugs Monica and Rachel and runs out. (laughs) They teach Chandler the seven Roger Stones for his girlfriend. Because he doesn't know. Because she dated Joey first also. Right. Mm. You have no idea who we're talking about, do you? No, I've seen Friends 10,000 times. Like I said, all that little bitty information just goes out. If I don't use it, out. I have no friends trivia in my brain. <laughs> Sorry. I have, I have so visions much. of friends, you know, like them sitting Me around, too. you know, in the coffee shop. I have smelly cat in my brain. <laughs> smelly cat, smelly cat. What are they feeding you? Did you see that they're taking The Office off of Netflix? Yes. In 2021. People you need have to time to watch down. it. It makes me want to watch it again because I well, love get The on Office. It. You, have, you have a little time. I've already you watched. have so much time. I've already watched it like four times. <laughs> okay, now wait. We have to talk about my shirt for a, for a second. Okay, this is a shirt that I wore specifically because The Rook is coming out in, what, two days? Mm-hmm. Something like Rook that. Rook is coming out in two days on Stars. Um, she sounds like she's doing a commercial for him. <laughs> on does. Stars. The Rook. Are you getting some kind of Sunday, Sunday, Sunday? Am I getting a kickback? No. A kickback? No. Under what? the table kickback. No. The that you're reason not I want us about the reason I want to talk about this is I'm feeling very anxious. They're gonna fuck it up. And it's going to make me mad. You don't know that. Hey. They're going to fuck it up and it's going to ruin my life. Hey. Okay. Remember, Good Omens was amazing. It was. They la, la, la. didn't fuck I it up at all. I just got the audiobook. Oh, I'm not going to talk about it at all. Okay. Just that well, it, was it was really fantastic. good. The show was really good. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like they did a good job. It mm-hmm. doesn't suck at all. It's You're amazing. Right. It, it does not suck at all. The Rook could be the same way. Oh, you need. Please, please, please. You don't can do this. It it's going to be okay. As long as it's not like a Ready Player One thing. You got to read the book, though. Have you read The Rook? No, I'm on the wait list for that one, too. Oh, you got to read it. It's so I don't good. know if I've ever I just watched finished Ready it again, as a matter of fact. Got to get in. I read it. Read what? I don't think I watched it. Ready Player One. Yeah, Did you we read watch it. that? Huh? They leave out all the I think good we stuff. might have. I think I might have it. <clears throat> I can't then remember watch if I. it with you? I have it if you want to play it. I don't it. know. We'll look when we're at my house tomorrow playing Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> okay. We're going to go play Dungeons and Dragons. You're going to be at work, I bet. Yep. Saturday night? Mm, no, I get off at three. 
Well, you could come too if you want. I have to go to a birthday party. <sighs> I was going to ask, do you want me to make sausage balls? <gasps> yes. This is going to be Since you're bringing pie, a good party. I'm, I'm making like two pies. Obligated <laughs> to bring something. Please bring them. <laughs> Sounds good to me. But okay. I won't eat them, but that's okay. Um, I know you won't eat them. Yeah, but Ron will. He yeah. loves him some sausage up in there. Um, I was going to mix it with like breakfast sausage and Italian sausage. You think that'd be Ooh. all right? Ooh, I bet that'd be good. Because I was going to make a double batch, and that's the two sausages I have in my freezer right now. That sounds good. Mm. Usually I use a hot and a breakfast, but I don't know why I bought the Italian. That's good, too. Who knows what was too. I was thinking at I've the time. I've only played Dungeons and Dragons once. And you probably pit, pro- <laughs> probably played it with a bunch of guys. Yeah, my dad, Justin, my little brother... And then Justin's friend, Daryl. It's totally different when you play it with women. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> I got bored. Because we're fucking awesome. We did. We had a good time. This will yeah. be my second whole time playing. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> and I think the boys might even show up. Last time we Listen, were Listen, just... and your character needs not be so freaking standoffish. Look, it could be whatever I wanted it to be. And what I want her to be is a bitch. So... Listen. Now we have two bitches. <laughs> your bitch is going to get... <laughs> Out of line with my. It's gonna be a cat fight tonight or tomorrow I'm night. Hit you with my tail. Or we're gonna team up and murder. I think that's probably more likely. Frankly, yeah. you just need to get. We're enemy. gonna murder Dylan's yeah. character. Dad and Alec play every other Sunday. Really? They have a D and D group, and then Alec plays every Tuesday. Damn. With another group. You got a D and D family going there. Yeah. Why does that not surprise me? We're really nerdy. I love your family. Me too. They're fun. <laughs> But the Rook thing, you you guys all have to at least watch the show, even if you don't read the book. Don't have stars. Yeah. I think I do. <clears throat> the book's awesome, though. Speaking of like, book TV shows, I'm behind the trend. I'm now watching Outlander. And I did not realize that it was porn. Yeah, yeah. it is. That, that's, <laughs> I was like, yeah. yeah, it is. I was watching it, working on my crochet projects like an old lady watching Outlander. And... uh. My dad walked in and he was like, oh, okay. I was just like, it's been this way the entire episode. I was like, it's been this way the entire episode. I can't skip through it. Yeah, I can't skip through the sex scenes like I do in Game of Thrones because you miss all the dialogue. (laughs) Because they're just talking through it all. Now we know the truth about what Nicole does in her private time. (laughs) I know, because she's the one that's like, like she's such a prude all the time. And now we know the truth. She's a porn watching. Person, she's a she's a she's a. You ran out of alliterative porn. words, didn't you, buddy? Yeah, I did. Hussy, try hussy. That's she's a good. porn hussy. She's a closet. That's porn. not alliterative at all. No. no, but it works though. It she's works. a closeted porn lover. All right, now we really should go into the reason why we're here and find out what you're reading. Oh my gosh, what are you reading? Something good. Well, I read. I'm not reading anymore. I finished it. God, you're so literal. <clears throat> but just let me tell you something. Okay. Just to clue you guys in. You know, me and Martha shared a Metro account for a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now random things show up in my inbox. And I don't know why. In my Metropolitan <laughs> account. And I don't know why. I think that last one was from the original owner of the card because it was a an L, it was a lesbian themed. I still checked it out and read it, but I, I, I know it's that, like a murder mystery though is what it looks like. Yeah, but is I it mean, by it's, Sarah Waters. No, um, it's by um. I have to tell you in a minute because I already got my other book. But anyway, up. that <clears throat> happened to me this week too. I had two random books check out and go into my account that I don't recall putting on hold. In fact, I know they weren't on hold because I look, went back to look at my hold and it was still full, still had 10 books in it. Yeah. So I'm like, where the fuck did these books come from? I think it's the book fairy. Well, the book fairy. <laughs> the book fairy is a horny no, little we bitch. Know, we know the who the book fairy has- is and she doesn't, it's not technological books she's giving us. They're physical it, it's books. It's hacked our accounts. Yes. <laughs> somebody she's getting good. taking stuff out. Yeah, somebody thought that was fucking hilarious. So I'm glad that you are enjoying that old uh, library card and all its mystery. Yeah. Well, I mean, I just figured you checked it out and put yourself on hold or put yourself on the wish list. Or did something. I could have recommended it like five million years ago and they finally got around to buying it. But that's the only thing I can think of. Yeah. I have no clue. 
I just know that two books randomly showed up in the last week in my account, and I don't know why, but that is not one of the books that I read this week. I'm still reading one of them. What I read was called An Unwanted Guest by Sherry Lapina. And what this book is about is it is about some people who are going to this inn to stay. And it's kind of like a fancy place, kind of like a fancy bed and breakfast is what it kind of reminded. They kept calling it a hotel, but it's more like a bed and breakfast kind of place. And it's in the wood and it's supposed to be scenic. And you go there to relax and everything like else. A spa. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they have, you know, like a library and spa stuff and you can go hiking Hmm. through the woods and very fancy, all this other crap. So they go into each person's kind of backstory as they're going to the inn to spend the weekend. Well, they get out to the inn to spend the weekend and lo and behold, there's a murder. (gasps) Murder. And... Oh, I declare. <laughs> Not only we is there a seen murder, week. <laughs> there's also a storm that moves through, so the power goes out. Oh, my gosh. And all of the roads are impassable because this inn is in the middle of the woods. So they're there with a corpse and somebody who murdered this person that they don't know who, and nobody can leave and the police cannot get to them. It's like Clue. Exactly. exactly. This is exactly what it reminded I was just me of. Say, cliche one, <clears throat> click. Cliche two, click. Yes, we this was all a the very, very cliche <laughs> book. Tell me it was very. at least funny. I mean, it was funny in an ironic way. Oh. It was not a very serious book and it was not very realistic. That sounds excellent. And so okay, they're stuck in the in the woods, iced in, can't go anywhere. Yada, yada, somebody else dies besides the first murder. It does sound like Clue. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. That's, that is what it reminded me is the movie. Remember the movie that came out, Clue? Yes. yes. That's what I was thinking yeah. of. Okay. All right. I wanted to make sure. But I would consider this a beach read because it's not realistic. It's not very complicated. Just and a nice fluff piece. It's, it's fluffy and it's kind of fun. Um, I will say I did figure out who the murderer is very early in the book. I would have hated it then. So that means sitting on a beach somewhere where you don't want to read anything that's too intense. Mm -hmm. This definitely was not an intense book. And it has a little romance in it. Cool. Because, you know, you got to have a little romance. Yes, you do. A little. Yeah. Yeah. Murder porn. Mm -hmm. So my brother's call shows little that have a porn. lot of sex and murder little murder porn little mm. switching of the rooms in the middle of the night mm-hmm. <laughs> and hey, it's amazing how long bl- everybody's um batteries on their phones lasted considering hey. they didn't have power for three days hey baby can i blow out your candle <laughs> bonnie's eyes are about to pop out of her head she's just like <laughs> like i said not very realistic but it was still, I mean, it was, it got a little ridiculous with as many murders as happens in this book. But it was still kind of fun to read it. And the writing was good. I mean, the writing was not bad. That's good. So, and the narration was good because I listened to the audiobook. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, if it's just, if you want a fun beach read that's not serious. How's the sweariness mm-hmm. of it? Is it sweary? You know, is there I a mean, lot, not a too lot of bad. Swearing? Not too bad. And it's not... I had um, somebody ask me recently for a, a book that they could read that doesn't have a lot of swear vulgar- words. vulgarity in it. And I'm like, dude, vul- vulgarity is part of my I don't thing. think there was a I, lot I, I don't of, even notice it. I don't remember this book having a lot in, of vulgarity in there. And it's not very detailed in the murders. Hmm. So it's not like gross or gory. Hmm. And the the what sex is in it isn't detailed, so it's like a cozy oh, mystery. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Just oh, boring. It's not. I that's know. what I mean. It's not one that you're gonna like. You know, there's no get flush cheeked or anything reading it at work. You could always go like Murder on the Orient Express. Oh, would be a good one. 
Oh, well, like a murder well, yeah. mystery. Yeah, well, it was my sister, and she's already read all those. Oh, oh. my other sister uh-huh. recently retired, and she's like, "Can't you, can't you give me any suggestions of stuff I can read that doesn't have any?" She might swearing? like this one because, hmm. like I said, it's Just not the classics. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and of course, you know, everybody has like this back. You know, story that has some kind of, you know, secret in there, like, you know. Of course, because you need the red herrings in order to make it, you know, a possible. Because then, you you know, it makes you think, well, this guy got accused of this in the past, so he could be a murderer, too. (gasps) No. (laughs) But they've never liked each other, so she probably did it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I think we're all on the same page here. I I bet you're wondering why I've gathered you all here. Sorry, I'm very coffee today. You are coffee. Because you didn't have any coffee, but I'm bumped. Well, I drank coffee before I left work. That's one of the reasons why I got the refresher. Mm. Now, I have this like summer cold allergy thing going on, and I don't know what the hell's going on with me. I have like a smoker's cough. <laughs> Should we start calling you Beverly? <laughs> Beverly. Hey, Bev. You got my ladder? Hey, Bev. (laughs) Or Margie. (laughs) Pass me the six. (laughs) (laughs) But again, that was called An Unwanted Guest by Sherry Lapina. And no, I didn't say you, Sherry. Sherry. (laughs) Now that's funny. (laughs) (laughs) My uh, Siri also thinks that I'm talking to him. When I talk to Sarah from across the office, when I say, hey, Sarah, it's like Siri comes in. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's funny. So uh, I can't say. First world problems. Say You're yeah, just super exactly. sensitive. <clears throat> I feel it's, like scream at mine to get it to pop up. <laughs> He's very much at my beck and call. <laughs> and it creeps me, it creeps me out that her Siri, her Siri is a guy. Mine is too. Mine is too. That creeps me out. A British man. Mine's Australian. Ooh, fun. mine's British. Mine's a British guy too. It's the British man. You Apple people are bizarre. <laughs> you can pick the voice. Yeah, you can pick what kind of accent you want them to have. Mine just changed with the most recent update. But you don't get to change the name. Why not call him Jeeves for fuck's sake? I like that. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. See what I mean? It's just not right. <laughs> I'm just gonna. He's he's serious. Serious. Mm-hmm. Call him Sirius Black. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, buckle up. I read a science book this week. <gasps> Ooh. <laughs> Alyssa, I love science books. It's a science book. So, okay. I, well, it's a science book slash a journalism book. So, I read Bad Blood Secrets and Lies in a Silicon Valley Startup by John Kerry Rue. I am totally on hold for that. It was you so good. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> See, sometimes buying stuff really gets you ahead of the game. Shit! <laughs> All right. I bought the ebook. So, um, for those of you who want a review of the scientific stuff, too bad. <laughs> I've got high school level chemistry in me. Can't re-explain it to you. But <laughs> it was like, I will say it took me a long time to read this book because I was like, hold on. Was it really dense? It was just like you had to make sure you were following the science like it wasn't I just had to pay attention like a lot of times when I read I'm doing a lot of other stuff Mm. like I'm watching TV that I've watched before or like I'm reading I'll take like I'll be reading on my lunch at work and like I can be someone can come talk to me like I had to focus on this book while I was reading it It took me a week and a half which is a long time it's a long time for me um because I read about two books a week so yeah yeah so I guess did you read it on audio or, or hard e-book. copy? Ebook. I did okay. an ebook copy. So, for those not familiar, um, Bad Blood is about Theranos, which was a Silicon Valley startup. And I want to say like two years ago, its founder, Elizabeth Holmes, was indicted for fraud. And so, this story takes you from literally the beginning, which I didn't realize was like 2005, all the way up until basically her trial Mm -hmm. and so this was written you don't see the outcome of the trial in this and I think it's still going on I don't think they I don't think she's been convicted yet because stuff like this takes sits in court 
forever. Yeah, it does. Because it's highly technical and it's really difficult. And these are, I mean, high level lawyers. And so it starts out Elizabeth Holmes drops out of Stanford after her freshman year. And she's a chemistry major. And she patents this idea that she wants to build this machine where with one or two drops of blood, you can do hundreds of blood tests. How can you patent an idea if you don't have any nuts and bolts? Well, she did like, she, she had it all like sketched out. I mean, like she had the site, like it hadn't been built yet, but she was like, this is what I'm going to do. I don't understand the oh, patent okay. system fully. I mean, like like they explain it a lot better in the book okay. than I just did. <laughs> There's a documentary about that. Yes, there is. This My is dad be- watched it. A lot of people watched the documentary, and a lot of people said that the book was way better because it I'm goes sure. into a lot more detail. Because it's like an hour-long documentary, and this is like a 350-page book. Hmm. But so it talks about her, how she got started, and she got startup money. Um, and it's a really big deal because they're very—not only are there very few women who work in Silicon Valley— there are even fewer women who are running startups in mm. Silicon Valley. Like at the time, she was she was it for tech startups back in 05, 06. I mean, it just wasn't, it didn't happen. It's a very like bro culture yeah. kind of place. Well, and, and she had that, um, I, I found it fascinating to, to look at some of the stories about her because... I mean, she tried to make herself more masculine. Mm-hmm. To be taken seriously, right. which I totally get. By making her voice deeper. She made her voice deeper. Mm-hmm. She wore, I mean, she did like the whole like Steve Jobs uniform yep. type thing. Mm-hmm. And she wore the same thing every day. Yep. And so you get started and immediately reading this book, you realize that there's no way that what she wants to do is possible because mm-hmm. everyone is telling her. All the scientists she's hired around her to create this and the technicians, Mm -hmm. they're like, we don't know how to do this. Like, we're not sure that this is possible because one scientific things I can talk about is so when you dilute blood, Mm -hmm. the more inaccurate blood tests start to get. It's why. So like I got my blood taken a couple weeks ago because like, you know, for like my yearly checkup or whatever. Mm -hmm. And they fill like five vials of blood. Right. You need a lot. You need a lot of blood. And it's because, and they and they do dilute that a little bit, but you can only dilute it so much or your, like, your, what's the word I'm thinking of? Accuracy? Yeah, your accuracy is thrown way off. Mm. And so, from the very beginning, they started lying about the accuracy of the tests that they were doing. And it wasn't working, like, in demonstrations or, like, they would, like, beam the results in. Mm. And they were fake results. And this is like, I mean, this is like early, early days, like 2006, 2007. Like it started out not working. Wow. And then the most interesting thing is it never worked. And they, the they entire were able to time, pull it, off. it never worked. You know what they it reminds me of? They pulled this off for like 10 years. It, it reminds me of a flea circus. Yes. Yeah. Mm, and yeah. the people that she had support from, I mean... Henry Kissinger was one of her big supporters. She got Rupert Murdoch invested millions and millions of dollars. Joe Biden, like while he was vice president, like went out and visited and talked about Theranos. I mean, it was just I was like, this is the biggest con like I've ever seen. And I love a story about a con. (laughs) It was so fascinating. Just be like she was so charming and like so good at getting people excited about what she was doing because she had this, I mean, it was such a lucrative idea. Like, I have a needle phobia. She talks about how she, like, her idea to make this was because she and her mother have, like, a really severe needle phobia. I do, too. Like, getting my blood drawn is, like, a whole thing. Mm-hmm. And so, to be able to do that on one or two drops of blood and you don't have to, like, get someone's vein and all you have to do is prick their finger, like, that's an amazing concept. Mm-hmm. Except they couldn't make it work because you can't dilute the blood that much. Except it was just a concept. Except it was just, it never happened. It was such a good book and so interesting. But you do have to be paying attention when you read it. There are a lot of players, like so many different people who are part of this because it spans for so long. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a big portion of it that had to do with like legal stuff and patenting. She actually sued like a family friend who'd known her since birth. 
She sued them. For millions of dollars. She sued them? Yes. Why? Because, so he made his money basically, it's really weird, like anticipating what other tech startups needed for their products to work. So like, say, say Theranos needed this like spinning gizmo to like make something happen inside their machine. Mm Mm-hmm. He made his money figuring out what those things were. So then they would have to pay him to like be able to use that idea in theirs and use his product. Really weird. Huh. I was like, that's really interesting and you must be very smart. But so he did something, I guess, that she thought was close enough to what she was doing. And she sued him for millions and millions of dollars. And now she has to pay it all back because she's a lying bitch. But it was super, super interesting. I highly recommend it. Wow. It was really good. It did take me a while to read, though. Cool. Yeah. And that My one... hat is off to you because you got to it first. Yes. <laughs> I beat you and Kayla because Kayla wants to read it, too. <laughs> so that was Bad Blood by John Carreyrou. Awesome. Sweet. That sounds like a good beach read. It was not a beach read. (laughs) (laughs) We also have very different ideas of what a beach read is. I like reading stuff like that on the beach. That would, you know, because you can read the sentences over and over again and nobody looks twice at you when you do it (laughs) because you're on the beach. (laughs) Like, oh, I didn't get that. I better read it again. Well, when you're sitting at your own home reading it, no one's going to be looking at you either. That's true. Yeah, no one's looking at me like... Yeah. Melissa, how dare you flip backwards in your phone four times? (laughs) My dad was like, when he watched watched part of the documentary, Mm -hmm. and the beginning of it shows her, like, like a commercial of her doing this idea. I think I saw that, yeah. So my dad's a medical technologist, and he's a Mm -hmm. lab manager. And so he was just like, pause it, and he was like, let me explain why this won't work. <laughs> like he was, I would love so to talk outraged. to your dad about this. <laughs> that people thought that this would actually work. He's like, let me explain why this is not. This is bullshit. They have like no medical people, like people with medical backgrounds, like on the team. Like it was so. I mean, it was like she set it up to fail from the beginning because like, it's a flea circus. They wanted she... to get around what's. They wanted to get around like FDA regulations and other medical regulations. Mm. They were like, no, it has nothing to do with that. And mm. that's what took them down. Because they didn't want anybody to examine that's it. That's who too took closely. them down was the FDA. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. The FDA was like, um, no. <laughs> yep. Somehow Sorry. you've gotten this far, but no. <laughs> not anymore. Wow. Not anymore. You're not. It was hilarious. Elizabeth, what was her last name? Holmes. Elizabeth Holmes. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Elizabeth. You're out. Yep. And for that reason, you're out. Yep. <laughs> Why are like all people with the last name Holmes like sociopaths or psycho? Maybe it runs in the family. Sherlock, HH, this lady. This are not lady. good people. <laughs> but I mean, Sherlock's a good person, but he's a high functioning sociopath. Is he a good person? Yeah, and a cocaine addict. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, genes. <laughs> it's a curse. <laughs> I can say that because I belong to a long line of sociopaths. <laughs> what did you read this week, Jessica? First of all, let me compliment that delicious shirt you have on. Don't, What's it say? It says, don't panic, 42, and... Always all... know where your towel is. Uh, and uh-oh. mine says, panic. <laughs> so we're the perfect group tonight. We did it. Yeah! So okay. I read a book that is... Probably one of my new favorites. I want to go get a hard copy of this book. I listened to the audio. Really? And I'm super excited because I told Teresa about it at work. Uh-huh. She had read it. And there's an advanced reader's copy <gasps> that she's, she has, but is going to give it to me. No way. For the book, second book. We, <gasps> should, we should mention that Jessica got the fucking holy grail of jobs. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. We should talk about that. She got, <laughs> Jessica got a job at Full Circle Books. I did. I work in the cafe and I make coffee. But I get access to all the advanced readers. We get to borrow books as long as there's it's not the last copy of a book. We can borrow it and bring it back. That's and we get amazing. 30% off everything. It's great. <gasps> like I said, it's the holy grail. Yep. And it's not. It's fun, actually. I really enjoy working there. And everybody I work with are book people. Yeah. So it's super fun. Sounds like heaven. So jealous. It was a lot of fun. <sighs> all right. But you'll have to ask for the day off when we do our event in October. Yeah. 
I think okay. she she knows. It's Teresa's the manager. I know. Because <laughs> I sent her an email. I was like, you should hire Jessica. <laughs> but also give her this day off. We yeah. have an event. She needs to have off. We yeah. need her on this day and this day and this day. <laughs> um, but anyways, so I read uh, Strange the Dreamer. Oh, my. You okay? Are you going to live? She's okay. some water. Packing up I'm a fucking lung. Are, Are you, you sure? sure? Bev, yeah. you going to make it? You want some gum? You want some gum? I'm good, thanks. <laughs> Mike Wazowski. Poor <laughs> <laughs> Jessica's on fire tonight. My God. You haven't turned in your paperwork. <laughs> you haven't turned in your paperwork. <laughs> I practiced that one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm just saying that kind of sounds like a New York accent. <laughs> I really got to pee. <laughs> okay. Anyways, so I read um, Strange the Dreamer by Lainey Taylor, which is this fantasy awesomeness that I just love. Um, so it's a different world uh, than Earth. And the main character's name is Laszlo Strange. He's an orphan, a foundling. That's what they call orphans. And so his last name is Strange because that's the last name they give all the orphans. Oh, sort of like Snow. Snow is the bastards in the north. Or Sand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So as a kid, like one of the senile monks that he lives with told him about this city. It's the unseen city of Weep, which its name wasn't Weep, but like a goddess stole the name. And all they can remember is Weep is the name. Oh, cool. So he's been told about this and he's been dreaming about this unseen city for his entire life. Because 200 years in the past, all exports from this majestic golden city with blood candy that keeps you alive for forever (gasps) stopped. All contact, everything just done. Whoa. So um, he eventually goes to work in a library and he's a junior librarian and... All of the other people in the library, the librarians and the scholars that come in are really focused on like alchemy and philosophy. But there's this room that has all of like the fairy tales and all these things. And he actually uses fairy tales to figure out how to. Uh, he helps an alchemist turn lead into gold what? by using a fairy tale. Uh-huh. It's like by pulling because they have two hearts. One is like their blood heart and one is their spirit heart. Interesting. Sort sort of like a a Time Lord has two hearts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was interesting. And so he helps this alchemist who's an a-hole and you hate him the entire book. And then these people come to the library. This big army basically comes to the library and they're the Tizacane warriors from the Unseen City that he's been reading about and researching his whole life. He's even researched so much of them that he's learned their language. Whoa. And no one else knows it. So, but. So he communicates with the yeah. with the army and saves the day? No, they aren't coming to destroy. They're coming to get scholars and people because they have this problem still and weep. That's like oh, okay. real mystical. And so they take, you know, the alchemist and the mathematician and all these people with them. And at the very end, he begs to go because it's his dream. And they all call him Strange the Dreamer because he co- constantly has his nose in fairy tale books. Aww. And uh, he sounds adorable. His, he is. I love him. He's the best. <laughs> and his nose is broken because he was reaching for a novel of fairy tales that was really thick. And he pulled it and it fell and broke his nose. <laughs> hey, what, what a great story. <laughs> yeah, he's goofy. He'd have that dog. He would have that goofy looking mud yeah. with the bangs. Yes. yes. <laughs> so that's my kind of guy. He basically becomes one of the Tizacane sort of like he just assimilates with them and they go to weep. Oh. And so half the story is told from Laszlo's perspective and the other half is told from this girl named Sarai, who is a god spawn, which was the problem in Weep. These gods came down. And the main, the leader of the Tides of Cain is the God Slayer. Oh. And so she's God Spawn and is living up in the Citadel. And they can't ever leave the Citadel because they all think that all the God Spawn are dead because they killed them all. Because mm. they're, they're awful. Like they take, they would systematically take everybody in the town of Weep to like, for their purpose. Yeah. It's as cringy as it sounds. Ugh. And so they're awful. But 
they have superpowers and her power is she like has these moths that go out and they land on people while they're sleeping and they go into their dreams. So she's the muse of nightmares because she's terrorizing the people of Weep for what they've done. Damn, that's creepy as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> but um, she's actually like not the bad one. The leader's name is Minya and she's she has like ghosts in her thrall. It's yeah. She's she's crazy. But um so eventually it's very complicated. Yeah, there's a lot going on. I'm in this a bit book. lost to it's be a, honest. It's a big fantasy <laughs> book, but it's so good. Once you get like immersed in the world, it all makes more sense. But the big problem in Weep is that uh the citadel of the gods, like the original people, mm-hmm. is over their city with its wings out so they don't have the sun. Oh. And they can't move it because it's made of this metal. So that's why they have all these people that they can't destroy or move or anything like that. So they've got all these people to try and figure out how they're going to get rid of it. And they don't know that any of the god spawns survived. So it becomes this like problem of hmm. who are you pulling for here? Wow. But Deep. And, yeah. And Soraya eventually meets Laszlo through his dream. And he's the only person that can see her when she's in his dream. For some reason, because well, he's strange, the dreamer. Well, that would make sense if she's in his dream. He would be the only one that could see her. Yeah, but none of the other people that she enters their dreams can see her. She just like takes oh, control of their dreams. I get it. Okay, okay, okay. But it's really, really awesome. I know I probably made it sound really complicated. Anytime you try to explain a fantasy novel out loud, it sounds really dumb. <laughs> no, it's like trying to explain what you dreamed about last night. <laughs> yeah, and it's it all makes about more dreams. sense. It makes more sense when you read it, and it assimilate it into your own yeah Yeah. and this book is just all about dreams like it's so good though and awesome and i'm really excited to read the second one that i'm gonna get the advanced reader of Mm -hmm. i'm so excited but she gets the advanced readers now that she's in the big leagues (laughs) we'll see hopefully she remembers i'll text her but um so that was strange the dreamer by laney taylor and it's my one of my new favorites. I'm probably going to get a hard copy of it. Sweet. You're going to spend right. your entire paycheck on books. Probably. <laughs> I, don't, I wonder if they have it. Okay. Now, since all of you guys did unexpected things this week, mm-hmm. Bonnie did an unexpected novel. There was, was no it? war was book. no war. Alyssa did not do a romance. I took I a said, hard left. Mine was something else. <laughs> Yours was pretty on, on point, <clears throat> on Jessica. Brand. I have yeah. to admit. <laughs> I think I'll go for something... Um, Kind of not my usual thing. Ooh. Yeah. All right. I read a book called Mostly Dead Things by Kristen Arnett. I had been on hold for this book for a long, long time. And it's a, a fairly new book. I wanted to read this. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I, I was expecting more humor. Because I like things that are humorous. And it did have... This was one of those books that after I read it, I increased my rating of it Mm -hmm. because I sat with it for a while because sometimes I'll read something and I'll go, oh, that was exhausting. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) And then you sit there, you kind of can't stop thinking about it. (coughs) Well, this was kind of a book like that. It was about um, it was about a woman named Jessa Lynn Morton. And she is the daughter of a taxidermist. And their entire family, that's their business. So right away, of course, I'm, I'm thinking funny because I'm a sick individual when it comes to stuff like this. <laughs> Taxidermy. Yeah, so I was thinking, okay, we could have fun with this. Um, but it turns out to be very, very dark. And she ends up going into the taxidermy shop one day and she finds her father who has killed himself and left her a note and basically tells her that it's her job to take care of everything. He leaves her instructions and says, oh, by the way, don't let anybody read this. The note? Yeah. And that's kind of how it starts out. And then as you go on, you kind of discover that she and her brother, they're just a couple of years apart. I think her brother's a little younger. They went to school together, obviously. But they both were in love with the same girl. Mm -hmm. Um, And she, the girl, kind of 
started as they got older, the girl started paying attention to the brother and they ended up getting together and she ended up getting pregnant. And so they got married. And in the meantime, she's still having kind of a little fling with the sister. That's not good. The whole time. So they're both madly in love with this girl. And then she just, she has two kids. And then she just buggers off one day. She just leaves. That's weird. And she leaves them there with the kids. Mm-hmm. So it's it's the, the sister and brother. The dad who has killed himself is gone. And the mom and the two kids. And they're all running this, this taxidermy shop. Um... The reason it, it kind of, the dark humor kind of falls in in the in the little spaces where you'll see little snippets of how bizarre it is to grow up in a family where their business is taxidermy who because picks that prof- who picks that profession? I, I just want to ask. Like I, I don't know. I mean, it's it's a really unusual profession, and some people really, I guess, don't they? <laughs> the smell of death doesn't bother them, or I mean. I'm not. I'm not judging the profession yeah. per se. I'm just saying it's it's a really interesting choice for a family business. <laughs> so he trains his daughter in it. The son really doesn't want anything to do with it. So he doesn't mm-hmm. really get into it. It's mostly the daughter, and then the two kids end up becoming a part of the business as well. So they grow up in that environment, and as a result, it makes them some dark little fuckers. Well, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you, some really weird shit comes out of that. But the fu- really funny part comes when the mother starts to have kind of a kind of a cross between a nervous breakdown and a midlife crisis. And all of a sudden she starts creating, quote, I'm using air quotes here, artwork with the animals. Oh, gosh. Oh, no. And she dresses them in lingerie and oh. poses them in sexual positions. <clears throat> And this local art gallery owner, who's also a lesbian, wants to have the mother come and show her artwork there. And of course, Jessa, is her name Jessa? Jessalyn is attracted to the art gallery owner. So you got kind of a little, you know, there's so much romance in this. And I can't believe you liked this book. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Believe me, I can't believe it either. Well, it it was just so super. It was super dark. But yet it had just enough of the really seriously dark humor in it to catch me. Mm -hmm. And I probably wouldn't have read it if it hadn't been for that. Because the description of it, you could kind of tell where it was coming. Um, There were a couple of scenes in there where they run over a bunch of peacocks so they they can stuff them. You know, it's just really weird, dark, dark humor. Mm-hmm. Um, peacock, you got to let me fly. But throughout, I mean, it's just super, super sad at the same time. Mm-hmm. And that's why I didn't like it initially. Because, you know, I fucking hate sad books. I hate it. But after I sat with it for a while, it was like, you know what? There was a lot of shit going on in that. And the thing I liked about it was it felt like a real family where there's a lot of times there's stuff that's just too strange to say out loud that goes on in families so that's one of the reasons why it it just really I have a pretty strange family not that quite that strange but you don't have a family of taxidermists no that you're hiding from us in Wyoming no no so disappointed in you no it's not quite that morticians Not quite, not, not quite that weird. The whole time, I was like, I wonder if there's a story like this about morticians. There probably is. It, it's probably, I mean, it, it all comes down to what you grow up with is your normal. Mm-hmm. And, and I can really relate to that because I grew up in a really strange family. So I totally get it. And I think that's probably why I made a connection to this book. Because I probably would have stopped reading it if these people hadn't been so fucking bizarre. <laughs> And at the end of the day, it had some great grief, love, abandonment, all kinds of issues that came up there where you could really kind of see how those people were dealing with those issues. So I, I think that if you have a trigger warning for any of those things, you, you might want to avoid this one. 
And it really wasn't laugh out loud funny either. It kind of falls into that gray area of what the hell do I do with this? Mm-hmm. I gave it four stars. I probably would have given it five if something funnier had happened. You mean lingerie animals wasn't funny enough for you? It was pretty funny, but it was so sad at the same time, though, because of all the other shit that was happening. Oh, uh, I will you know have what I mean? to say, though, if there's a mortician uh, version of this book, they couldn't dress them up in lingerie and change their positions because hmm. with people that might be wrong. Might be wrong. I mean, it's pretty wrong yeah. with animals, <laughs> but it's even more wrong well, with like cadavers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have to agree with you on that one. Yeah, it was pretty strange. But I kind of was feeling like, oh, geez, I feel like I'm reading a Vani book right now. Really? Because it was so depressing. So no. many, you know, I, was I was like, like oh, is there a war happening? Am I going <laughs> to? I missed like... that part. <laughs> oh, my God. Am I ever going to get through this fucking book? And then I finally got through it. And then afterwards, I just found myself thinking about it a lot, thinking, you know, a lot of horrible stuff happens to people and yet they still get out of bed every day mm-hmm. and they can still laugh at things. And it was a good book. Once again, uh, it was called Mostly Dead Things by Kristen Arnett. That is true, though. Your family's normal is your normal. It is. You you grow up thinking all of that weird shit that you find out later down the line. You know, it, it, it it's part of your narrative. It's part of who you are. And without that, you aren't who you are. Right. Okay. So you have to kind of appreciate it for what it is. That was way too deep for me, girls. That was a little, little deep for you. I think I need, I, I need a palate cleanse now. You do, yeah. Hmm. Anybody got any uh, uh, science fiction porn over there? <laughs> you look at or something. <laughs> something. You know, what we didn't talk about last week. What? Kathleen Hale. <gasps> oh yeah. Remember, and I told you I'd remind you this week. <sighs> You're right. She, Kathleen Hale. For those who are not familiar, back in. 2014? That sounds right. Yeah, like 2014, she wrote an article talking about how someone poorly reviewed one of her books, and she tracked that person down and stalked them to their house and almost rang their doorbell. And for whatever reason, she writes this story as though this is not a particularly bad thing and that the bad person is the reviewer because they used a fake name on the internet, and it's truly baffling And BuzzFeed just did this, like, big article on her, and Homegirl has not learned her lesson. No, she has not. Oh, my God. Like, reading the whole thing, I was like, you still don't know that what you did was very bad. And I'm very, I'm baffled and concerned. And it wasn't even, like, the, what got me was, it was like, she didn't, it wasn't just, I disagree that you think my book is bad or whatever. It was like, Mm -hmm. you're wrong. You're wrong. I'm going to prove you wrong by stalking your ass. Like, (laughs) like. Yeah. So if one of us gave someone's book a bad review and they they came to our house to tell us that we were fucked up. (laughs) I'd be calling the police. Yeah. I think that's that's a little wrong. I mean, you're allowed to give your opinion. It's free speech. Well, for one thing, how the hell did you find out where I live? That's some intense cyber shocking. So she found out through, because she like, she got it. She lied to some people who ended up being in the same book club as this woman. Thank God they don't give the woman's real name. Online, her name was like Blythe, I want to yeah, say. So, yeah. And so she well, learned she gave her the re- real name. She gave the review under a false name. Yeah, she gave the review under a false Well, she's like, whatever. It's the internet. Do whatever the fuck you want. I mean, I would too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, if her who book, cares? You know what? If her book were really good, it would have survived a bad review. Exactly. Yeah. And so because she, they do. She told this book club, she was like, oh, like, she won a prize for me, and I want to, like, I, like, need her information so I can give it to her. She lied to some people to get this woman's address. Wow, which that's is so horrifying. Like, that level of stalking, like, dude, it's illegal. That's and obsessive. I still, like, I, I'm just baffled. Like, she doesn't, she still is, like, and she doesn't the think wrong she thing wrong. to her is that this woman, like, used a fake name on the internet. And I'm like, I and, don't understand you. And gave her a bad and review. Her a bad and her, review. the book sales, because she, the, the review was on Goodreads. She gave her a bad, a one-star review on Goodreads. I've done that before. Yep. But not out of um, spite or something. If mm-hmm. I don't like a book, I don't like it. 
Also, like, Goodreads is, like, I mean, mildly toxic. There are some people who are total dickheads on there. There's, like, whole section. Like, YA Goodreads is a really bad place. Like... Well, for there, for example, yeah. I was looking at the Goodreads um, reviews on one of the other books that I was going to review tonight, and I scrolled down and I tried to find a one-star review, and I did find it. And this person had gone through and found memes for all the negative emotions and all this. It was like this really almost yeah, people are weird, almost graphic trashing of a novel that I kind of liked. Yeah, that's the thing that people do on Goodreads. And I'm just like, you know, fuck you people. You know why? It's because it's it's the internet. And they feel like they can do what they want. That's how the internet works. So, you know what? Um, I can see a little bit why an author might get butthurt about stuff like that, but it doesn't justify going out and stalking the person that gave you a bad review. No. Just because one person hated it doesn't mean that everybody's going to hate it. That's right. Of course, it depends on who's stalking me, whether or not I'm upset about it. <laughs> Can't follow it stalks her, it's fine. Girl, it's bad. Girl. <laughs> stalking is bad regardless of who it is. That dude on the dog waiting. Because if it's someone you like, a... it's not stalking. You just like them and they're looking for you. Just, <laughs> like, just hit them up. The yeah. Like, make that first move. <laughs> Are you on dig.com? <laughs> Hey, baby, I did you. Time. You heard that time. You heard that time. And all I could think about was curveballs. Oh. <laughs> it's not the balls that curve, Jessica. Sidewinders. Well, sometimes. Kidney punchers. I don't know what you want me to say. If they're laying on their side, maybe. Oh and on that note, that's going to do it for Three Book Girls. Can't get enough of Three Book Girls? Join the conversation on Facebook and follow them on Twitter and Instagram. If you really love them, share the podcast with a friend. Three Book Girls, a Steel Trap production.